This is Cindy, my good friend and mentor, graduated with honors from the University of Connecticut at Storrs, receiving a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree with a major in acting, directing, and playwriting. Cindy is a multi-year recipient of Long Island's Best Psychic. She is the author of multiple books which focus on life, love, and relationships. Cindy has been seen on television and is the regular host of her own radio show on Blog Talk Radio. This is Dr. Gary. He has been in the education field for over 20 years and earned his doctorate from St. John's University. He has spent most of his life motivating students of all ages and achieved mastery as an amazing instructional leader. Dr. Gary has been a personal trainer, teacher, professor, coach, DJ, and a professional wrestler, but he's also a psychic. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soul Matters Podcast, session number 10, uh, which is pretty amazing. Uh, I want to welcome everyone here listening with us. And of course, as always, I want to welcome Cindy Sansone Braff. How are you, Cindy? Oh, I'm doing great tonight. Thank you so much for asking. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, so this is episode 10 and uh, kind of exciting. We, we started this uh, this podcast during the pandemic, right smack in the middle or the end or the beginning. We don't even know really. Um, but in the summer of 2020. So this is um, this is kind of exciting that we're, we're at uh, a little bit of a milestone, episode 10. Uh, so I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, so now we have um, our episode tonight is going to talk about, or our session tonight is going to talk about uh, and ask the question, are you an empath? And I know a lot of people um, who have listened to us in the past have heard us talk about this topic, uh, you know, in uh, a little bits and, bits and pieces here and there. Um, and one of the things that I think people may uh, not understand is that when we're talking about being an empath, we're not necessarily talking about being empathetic. Um, they, they are two very different things, and, and we're going to kind of get into that. Um, and we're going to we're, we're going to look to see if maybe the people that are out there listening to us and some of maybe the people that they are closest with, if they're in fact empaths. There's so much information about it. There's so much that we could we could discuss about it. So I'd like to jump right into it. So, uh, Cindy, tell me about your your experiences with with not only yourself as being an intuitive uh, and obviously an empath, uh, but how do you think that it really shapes people and you know, their normal, their daily activities? Well, first of all, let's describe what an empath is a little bit. An empath is a person who can feel the energy around them. It could be the energy of another person or a lot of people or the zeitgeist. Okay. I think that's what's going on with you a little bit tonight, that you're kind of feeling the crazy energy in the world that you know, you're picking up on some something that's going on in the world. For so sure. energy... Um, and if you if you've never been told what an empath is, it, it, that's what in, when I was growing up, nobody talked about empaths. Like I never heard that word till I was probably forty or so. So um, I was always one, but I didn't have a word for it. And it can manifest itself in many ways. Um, it can become social anxiety because if you're an empath and you're in high school, and high school energy is not necessarily great energy. Okay, you've got judgmental kids, they're judging what you're wearing, they're judging everything you're saying or doing. And so all of a sudden, you know, you, you're walking to a room and you get this anxiety and you think, oh my God, I have an anxiety disorder. No, you walked into the room and you felt bad energy and that went right into you. So if you recognize that it's not always your anxiety, it's not always your energy. 
It's the fact that you're picking up on something and it's going into you. And once I recognized or, you know, when I became more spiritual and I did research on things and I came across the word empath, it explained a lot of my life, explained a lot of how I would, you know, even being a children's entertainer, I would go into a family to do a party and I would walk in and I go, oh my God, I would feel this like, oh God, this is awful. Because I would feel the energy of this dysfunctional family that all hated each other. And it would go into me as an entertainer. And I would have about a a minute and a half to change the energy in the room. And I was able to do that. But I didn't realize at first that I was feeling something that was outside of me. Because it comes in you. that So you're thinking it's your energy. All of a sudden you're anxious and you're feeling all kinds of horrible feelings but it wasn't emanating from you. It's coming from outside. So, you know, you need to determine, is it my energy or is it the energy in the world? And so I, we were talking a little bit before we went on air about how crazy the world is right now. There's a lot of energy. People are fearful of something bad happening besides Corona. It's politically, it's blah, blah. And yeah, you could feel all that energy, but what I was trying to explain to you is, I try not to take it into me. Okay. I try to see, yeah, the world's going crazy right now, but I don't have to go crazy. I have to take it into me. I'm not in denial. There's a difference. I watch the news. I listen to things. I read, but I don't bring that energy into me. Okay. That fear-based energy. Because right now the world is filled with fear. They're afraid of Corona. They're afraid of, you know, the political environment, afraid of everything. And when that comes into you, it's hard to function. Right. It's hard to do your job when you're filled with that. So right now, I, I don't envy anybody who's an empath because your energies are probably off the charts right now. Um, you know, when you even just watching the news for an empath can make them crazy. You can start you, you watch a terrible news story about a, a puppy that someone threw out the window and all of a sudden you feel such sorrow inside yourself and so horrible because that news story that bad energy came into you. So again, not everybody feels this way. Like some people, they watch a horrible news story. It doesn't bother them. I can't even watch certain stories. I have to shut them off. I can't even watch certain television shows because it'll just make me so anxious. Right. Um, So it's feeling energies. And that's why we have to work hard at lifting energies through meditation or prayer or, and just being careful what we're putting into us because as an empath, that will make you crazy. I mean, empaths have trouble with large uh, crowds. Sometimes you feel anxious in a large crowd. Sometimes it's a party that could make you feel that way. Um, it's not all bad, though, because it's good to go into a room and know what kind of energy you're dealing with. Right. And I think a lot of people sometimes associate those types of uh, feelings or even those types of individuals as being like, you know, or having social anxiety or being socially awkward. Yet, in fact, they are probably the most in tuned socially with the people that are around them. Because like you said, they can kind of pick up on the energy, the vibrations from the moment they walk into a room. Um, and I think that, you know, in certain cases, I mean, I think I think you may have um, a difference between like a uh, an empath introvert and an empath like extrovert. Like for instance, I... I could definitely pick up energies when I'm around certain people. Uh, it doesn't take me long. Uh, as I've gotten older, I've, I've been able to kind of fine tune that a little bit and I can pick up on energies fairly quick, but I don't have that. Um, I don't have that 
anxiety piece or that uh, that fear piece where if I enter a large crowd, like I feel like I'm I'm at home because I like to be around a lot of people. I like to be engaging. Um, I like to be the center of attention. I like to make people laugh. So I have that extrovert quality where it doesn't shut me down, um, but I can still pick up on the energy. So it may be, maybe that group of people I'm picking up and I'm like, you know what? I definitely want to stay away from them because they're just, um, they're, they're sending me some bad vibrations. They're just not good people. They're, they're looks like they're being mean. I think I'm going to stay away. And then I may gravitate towards another group of people, but I feel like, um, that's something that is, uh, there, there is a, a difference between those two types of empaths. Right. And there's, you use the word vibration. You're picking up on a vibration. Um, empaths, so, you know, they can sometimes be animal rescuers because, you know, they just see, you know, cats in distress and they, you know, they want to adopt them and they want to feed them and they want to, and it can almost become obsessive because, you know, there's no end to how many stray cats there are. So, you know, some people, it goes into animals feeling great empathy for an animal or, um, you know, for children. So it's, it's just, we all have some degree of empathy. I can't imagine that there's any person on this earth who has no, no empathy. I mean, I guess maybe there are, you know, no, being an empath, having that feeling of, of feeling someone's energy. I think we all have it. Don't you think? I agree. I agree. I I mean, I can compare myself, um, you know, uh, I guess, putting aside the conversation that you and I, you and I had before we went on the air, um, you know, between my wife and I, you know, uh, she's definitely somebody who, if she's around somebody that is just, uh, and, and we've talked about this before, like being an energy vampire. I mean, just sucking the life out of her um, just from the way they're, they're protruding their emotions or exuding their feelings, whatever it is, like she picks up on it she's, she's honed in, she's there. She absorbs every single, um, you know, vibration that she could possibly get. And by the end, she's exhausted. She's just, you can get exhausted when you take in all these energies. So you have to learn a little bit. Like I walk into a room, I'll feel the energy. Um, say when I had to do a lecture, uh, for a singles group. Okay. And it was about, you know, dating and tips on dating. And I walked in that room and I have never felt such bad energy in my whole life. Wow. There were all these uptight people and it's kind of was like a singles event. So that meant I'm going to talk at a singles event, but there are men there and there are women and you're supposed to mingle and maybe meet people, right? Sure. So all these women that came as a group together with hovered together like this group of eight women um like who would want to permeate that pack what man would want to come talk to that energetic group of women that look like they can't stand men and <laughs> then there would be other the women that came separately they didn't want to talk to another woman because they were their competition because say there were 20 women there might have been only eight men and all of a sudden like i walked in and i and i i started the lecture by saying in all honesty, if I was a single person, I wouldn't go near any of you in this room because not one of you are giving off a warm and loving and open vibration. You've all got this shield around you like you've been hurt or like I'm here because someone told me I should be here or I feel like I should go out and meet somebody, but I don't really want to be here. And 
none of you are giving off any kind of vibration that would make me want to approach any of you. And they all started laughing. And I said, you're really all uptight. Now, yeah, you're coming to a singles event. And yeah, you could meet a potential mate, but you could also just meet a friend. Like you women are all acting like you're enemies with each other. Or maybe that woman next to you is not your competition. She could be your new best friend. And she happens to have a brother you could meet. So why don't you just take your energies down a couple of notches and be open? And it was an always a horrible environment when you're going into these singles events because people are so uptight. So yes, I felt it, but I was already older and just said what I felt in the room because at first it was making me not want to do the lecture because I'm like, oh, these people are going to eat me alive. You know, and instead it kind of diffused the situation, softened the energy, got people to laugh. Sure. Be aware. So knowing what the energy is can be helpful in your job. Um, I find as a reader, as a psychic, if someone gives someone with a reading and they come this with this attitude, they don't want a reading and they have all this bad energy. I don't want to read them. I want to give them the money back and tell them, go somewhere else, go get a massage, do something else. Like, right. You know, I can feel the energy, but fortunately, when most people come to me, they open their heart and soul and people's hearts and souls always have good energy. So for the most part, I am surrounded by higher energy because I'm opening people's souls. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. In the regular world, in a store or somewhere else where people like screaming online and yelling at the, you know, the sales girl and that energy just astounds me because I'm so used to being in a higher level of a vibration in my work all day long. Um, I'm mostly hooking hearts and souls. So I love that, but going out in the rest of the world, boy, I can still feel it and it goes in me and it it's, it's murder. And I, I, I mean, I find that, you know, obviously extremely interesting, but I I have to go back to that singles group because I find that fascinating. (laughs) Um, I, I, I want to ask because obviously you, you yourself being intuitive, you can feel the energy, you can feel the vibration. Do you feel that those singles, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in that particular group, but we could use that group as a reference. Do you feel that the majority of the people in there were empaths because of them maybe feeling that, um, and, and I don't want to say that they're single because they're empaths because right. that's, that's not the case. Right. Um, but is it, do you think that because maybe they have a fear of being maybe like, you know, suffocated by intimate relationships that maybe that is why they're single because they are, they are, uh, they do have those qualities of an empath and they're, like you said, they're going there, like almost like they, they got their claws out, like looking at women, like, you know, you're my competition as opposed to saying like, oh, you could be my friend and I can meet your brother. Like, I don't think any woman in that room is thinking that right. um, at the time. But what do you think about that? Do you think that that's, that has something to well, that, that plays in? Sometimes a lot of people who are single are empaths and it they hate the social scene because they feel the bad energy in it or they don't like meeting people that, you know, through the internet and all of a sudden they're feeling the energy is not good or, um, and, or maybe they didn't trust that their energy told them someone wasn't good and then they got hurt. Like we have to, if you meet someone online and you're connecting with them and your gut's telling you um, something's not right about this person. You talk to them and something seems off. Well, that might be your empath energy telling you this is not a good person and we need to listen to it. So I do think if you've been single a long time, maybe you've been to a lot of these events or you've been hurt a lot. And if you aren't 
are an empath, sometimes you like to be alone. Uh, truly strong empaths love solitude. Like I crave solitude. I'm probably the happiest in my life when I'm alone. I love my energy. I have good energy. I, I'm actually peaceful inside. I've healed a lot of my issues. So I don't, I don't have a lot of negative thoughts. I'm actually, I love to write. I love to read. I love to do things. And I'm really pretty happy. Um, you know, even COVID doesn't bother me. I was pretty locked away as a child. I'm always laughing because I think it's harder on men than women. We've the, been the locked up gender for many lifetimes. And when we were kids, we couldn't go out. They didn't want us to go near boys. They wanted to keep us. And then we were raising children. We're locked away with the kids. So we're used to this. But being alone is something that a truly, uh, really strong empath craves because they need to be away from everybody's energy. As soon as when I'm alone, my energy is peaceful. As soon as someone else comes in the room, I don't care who they are. They usually don't have such high energy as I have. They're going to come with something wasn't right. They're bitching about something, you know, and all of a sudden I have to feel that energy. So because I can't help block it all the time, I do need a certain amount of solitude where I'm alone, where it's quiet and I can diffuse the energy. So if you're, you know, a person that craves solitude, dating world can be really difficult for you. Right. And, you know, I guess there's, there's that balance as, as well. Like if you have somebody that's, you know, um, that is a, you know, a legit empath uh, that craves that solitude, you know, those large settings can be very difficult, but you know, you also have those people that, although they don't want those large groups, but then yet can have those one-on-one interactions where they feel semi-comfortable and can develop those relationships. I think that, uh, you know, that really is the place to start, you know, if they're having that, that issue. Um, and not to dwell on, on singles, you know, people being single or not, you know, (laughs) but, uh, I think that it's, it's, it's definitely something to, uh, to, to look at. I think it's very interesting. Also, if you're an empath, people open up to you. So that's why sometimes you want to get away from people. Like, you know, you're just trying to sit there getting your hair done or something and everybody's opening up all this stuff to you. You know, it's like empaths just naturally people want to talk to us because we know that we can. And the word you use, the word empathy, because empath is something like empathy because you do empathize with other people's feelings. You can understand them. You can be compassionate. That's part of being an empath. So there's like this thing where strangers just will talk to you about everything, you know, and, you know, you wonder, why is everybody telling me this? Why is everybody sharing with me? Obviously, maybe an empath can give off an energy that makes them, you know, people want to open up to us, but it just seems my whole life, people have always opened up to me about everything and anything. And yeah, yeah I do find my, I, I find myself, um, you know, I, I've had those, like those random inter- interactions with, with strangers and they, they feel very comfortable to talk. And I, I've, I definitely have had that, you know, but I do find that even in my, in my workspace, like, you know, I, I'm the part, I'm the go-to person. Like a lot of people do come to me for whether it's, um, you know, guidance or professional advice or, you know, whatever, whatever, um, you know, the, the day brings, I do find that I, I am that person. Uh, I was actually just having a conversation with, uh, one of my, one of my friends from work the other day about that. And, uh, and, and they, they tend to, you know, to agree. So it's, you know, it's something that it's, it's interesting for me because I don't, I'm not that person that likes to be alone. Um, like this, this pandemic, this, you know, being socially distant, this not being able to hug and kiss and, you know, like, you know, having to have that separation is, I mean, it's killing me, you know, it's, it's very tough. 
um, you know, I, I am that extrovert. Like I am that person that likes to be out and doing and going. Um, so I do find that, um, when I do start to kind of, if I do get out or I do interact, like my, I can feel my energy, like it goes through the roof. Like I probably even started off this podcast, like probably like talking a hundred miles an hour. At least that's the way I felt, uh, because I, um, you know, the the interactions that I have on a daily basis are so limited. Uh, so anytime that I, I, I get that, you know, that ability to interact, I like latch on, you know, I, you know, I I dig in and I, and I just go. So it's, um, it's a very different experience from those that are that, that introvert, uh, empath introvert, as opposed to somebody like myself who, um, I do, I do feel that I'm an empath uh, extrovert. Right. And, and again, um, I happen to have two distinct natures. I am as extroverted as I am introverted. No one would really, you know, if you see me outside in a social environment or as an entertainer, you would never think I was an introvert because I can be very extroverted when it needs to be. But, you know, my true nature, I believe, is much more introverted, you know, um, and that's why I I crave that a little bit. Um, Also, because I can't, I can't, see pain and not want to help it like that when you're truly an empath you always want to help you always want to fix everything because you feel the pain of everybody so i don't even have a cleaning rod never had one in my life because i couldn't sit back and watch someone clean i'd have to be there helping to clean I couldn't, I couldn't just watch them work even though you know, I'm it's so funny. It's I have so to, funny. i'd have to clean it with them yeah, yeah. So, it's so funny. Years and years ago, I had, I, I was having paving work done at my house and you know, they, they were ripping like my property apart and they were loading in, you know, bricks. And I'm like sitting at the window, like drinking my coffee and like shaking, like watching them do this because in my mind, I'm like, this could go a lot faster if I helped <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm paying them to do this. So I went out there and I'm like unloading pallets and I'm placing this, the bricks in places where they needed to go. And they're all looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Like you're paying us to do that. Like, why are you out here? I just can't, I can't sit still. Right. And we can't, can't sit still. still and watch someone do work. It's just to have yeah. to help them. It's just, I have to help, you know, I have to. So that's why. Uh, and also if the cleaning girl comes and she's in a bad mood or she has a problem, she's going to start talking to me about her problem. And then all of a sudden I got to deal with her problem and I got to feel her pain. So I limit how many people are actually in my life and in my world because I'll just get involved in their life. And I, you know, I'm a champion of an underdog. That's what you want to be when you're empath. And if they're going through something, I, I need to help them. And so how many people can you help all day long? So Sometimes I just have to kind of barricade my myself away from people. And, you know, I'm very, as an empath, certain songs or music will get in my energy. Like I can't listen to rap music because it'll just make me crazy. Um, there's certain things, heavy metal makes me crazy. Um, I remember going to see um, a whole bunch of groups when I was 18, including Jimi Hendrix and uh, 10 years after and Grand Funk Railroad all at once. And Grand Funk Railroad was so loud and the energy was so, <gasps> I had yeah. to like run four blocks away to get it out of me. Because it oh it was God. making me crazy. And they go, where are you going? I don't know as far away from this as I can hear because it's making me crazy. So it can be music that makes us feel something so deeply. 
or it can be a television show, it, a movie, a, the news. True empaths have to limit news watching because it will they'll feel the pain of everything. It'll just they won't be able to sleep that night. It's interesting because there's there's actually research that um, that was done that talks about like when people are driving and the music that they're listening to, like if they're listening to like a uh, a fast you know BPM or um, a heavy metal, they tend to be heavy footed and they drive faster as opposed to those that listen to like more maybe like um, Motown or oldies or classical and they actually drive slower. And it doesn't necessarily have to do with preference. Like if you love heavy metal but yet you're listening to, you know, an orchestra symphony while you're driving, you will drive slower. Uh, so there, there is that. And I, you know, you, you wonder if those people that were in that, that study were empaths or, or not, but that would be an interesting look. Right. At and but, how you, and how you respond. You can also feel the energy in a physical space. That's how I can tell if something's haunted. I remember um, when my husband took me to the Montauk Manor and, 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 I walked up to the building and I said, wait, 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 stop. And he went, what? I go, wait a second. I have to feel that. And I've never done that with him, actually stopped and said, "Mm, this place is haunted. I think it's American Indians, but it's definitely haunted. And he started laughing because it's notoriously known for being haunted and that there's an American Indian graveyard next door that I didn't know about, but I could feel the energy as soon as I got. And then I said, no, it's good energy. I can go in. But even feeling, sensing is something haunted. Is there a bad energy in the house or a space? Um, objects, you know, have spirit. That's called psychometry. So sometimes as an, you know, you could touch something and just know it's not good. Like we, we went to a state sale the other day and, um, and it was so funny because I just had this visualization. I needed this table for my reading room because it looks like now we're going to be permanently spaced apart. And I visualized this table and I'm just writing the section on a visualization in my book. And I saw it and I said, no, we have to go into that state cell. And we're just walking. And then I walk in and there's the table that I visualized. So then I saw it. I said, we have to get that. And then there was a painting and I just kept staring at it and it had such good energy. And, um, it was for sale for $5. And I like said, the painting has good energy. And she said, you know, like her stepfather had painted it or something. And, um, you know, they don't have room to hang it anymore. And I just had to buy it and adopt it because I said, this man painted this and it had these women orient, you know, um, women in the Orient, you know, a long time ago. And I had to bring it into my home. And it had such good energy, gave me such joy, like from this man who had died that he had painted this and I had taken that because, you know, he painted it. If I didn't buy it for five bucks, it's probably going to go in the garbage, you know, and it and it spoke to me energetically. Yeah, and I had, I, it's interesting. The whole day that I had taken that painting. That's that's great. I mean, you know, it's and similarly, I I had a very similar experience when. I was house hunting years ago. I had, uh, you know, we were, we were searching, you know, online and we had found, which would appear to be like our dream home and a dream development that we really liked. And almost the same way as you described, I walked up to the house. It was, it was a foreclosure and great deal. Like, you know, too good to be true. I walked onto the property and I was like, no way can't do it. There is some 
very bad things that just are coming out of this house. Like there, this is a very sad situation. This was, this is, this is not good. This is not good uh, vibrations, not good energy. I, we can't do this. And we, we left and we walked away and it, we like literally walked away from what could have potentially been a, you know, a dream home, but it's um, not good. And no. that's something that um, I learned once I was doing a psychic party and they put me in a room and the house was very nice. It was all redone. Very nice. And about five minutes into the room, I had to stop my reading and I said, I have to talk to the hostess for a minute. I said to her, I don't know why I'm getting such bad energy in this room. And I visualize a lot of hypodermic needles. That's all I keep seeing is hypodermic needles and blood on the floor. And she looked shocked at me and she said, this had been a sober house and people don't know what sober houses are. Yeah, right. They're not sober houses. No. And she said when they bought it, that room had been used as a shooting gallery. And there were all needles all over the floor, blood, and they had, you know, people had died in that room. And I said, Okay, I felt that energy. And she said, We just redid the whole room. What can we do? And I said, I, I'm just gonna bless the room right now. And I'm just gonna ask angels and spirit guys to come to the end and change the energy in the room. And they'll do it. I just needed to know why I was feeling that. And then I said, you could sage the rooms later, but you won't really have to because after I finished doing readings here in angels and spirit guides and wonderful deceased people come into the room, it will change the energy. But I could feel it immediately. That's incredible. Intensely. And I just had to ask her because I just couldn't. And when I'm in a psychic doing parties, they'll put me in a room and I'll always know, uh, your grandmother died in this room because now it's not a bedroom anymore. But it's like a... And they go, yeah, she did. Like, I'll always know who died in the room. I'll always feel that energy of that person. But it's not bad. It's just I just know that they they passed in that room. So I can feel energies in a room. I can feel energies in a home, if it's good energy or not good energy. And, um, you know, that's something that you knew and you sensed. You didn't know why. You just, your body just told you something bad happened to this house or this is not energetically a house that I want to buy. Right. So and I trust your anybody... things and objects. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I believe that. I, I think that that's, I think that's all part of that, of that intuition, all the all part of that being an empath and, you know, doing some research prior to our session tonight, you know, um, a lot of the different um, pieces of information that I found really uh, led me back to, um, to one individual, Dr. Judith Orloff, who um, kind of puts out like this empath self-assessment and there's 20 different items, which I'm obviously not going to read. You all can, um, if you're interested, you can look it up, Dr. Judith Orloff. And, you know, a lot of the things that we've talked about here, um, you know, it's very, very similar to what we've experienced. So even if I just uh, ramble just, up a few here. Um, so, you know, have I been labeled as overly sensitive, shy, or introverted? We talked a little bit about that. Um, do arguments or yelling make me ill? Of course, you can feel that you you want to, you want to be people pleasers oftentimes because you just can't bear it. Do I often feel like I don't fit in, uh, which has a lot to do with that feeling of being overwhelmed when entering large spaces or large groups? Um, you know, we even talked about this. Like, do I need a long time to recuperate after being uh, with difficult people or energy vampires? Like, again, we talked about how you know oh, yeah. being around those types of people sometimes is is so you know draining that. It, you literally can't even function afterwards. And, and I, I think that that really, really holds true. 
Uh, another one here is, um, do I overeat to cope with stress? That's, that's a very interesting one that we didn't talk about. Uh, but I, I do feel that there is, there's the, the juxtaposition of that. Or is, even over drink or use drugs or smoke pot or do anything to distract from the energies that you're not, that you're not feeling. And it's right. really hard for an empath to be raised in dysfunction because they feel that dysfunction in every fiber of their being. And that can manifest then as illness. Um, you know, you can end up having autoimmune disorders or, you know, things like that. You end up getting high blood pressure, things that, cause you took all that energy into your being. Right. So um, those are things that, you know, children sometimes who appear to be, you know, very neurotic may just be empaths. You know, they're, they're just feeling, they're just seeing and feeling something you're not feeling and seeing. Interesting. Um, you know, and, and so some of the other ones, and again, we don't, I'm not going to go into all of them, but, um, you know, having a low pain threshold um, or reacting strongly to caffeine or medications. All of these things are, are very interesting. Oh, yeah, and, I can absolutely. I don't drink caffeine. I can't take meds. Um, my body does not respond well to them at all. Wow. Putting a foreign substance into my body. I don't even like when I have a cold. The main reason I don't like when I have a cold is because I can never think clearly and I feel as if my body's been invaded by something. Like I can actually feel the bacteria or the virus in me. Interesting. The elements of that making me feel like there's something has taken over my body that's foreign. And yeah. I really can't wait to get it at it. It's not the symptoms of the illness. It's the feeling that it's in my head. It's in my mind. And I'm not able to think clearly. Wow. Yeah. I really it's, um, invaded. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, I, it makes total sense because like I said, you know, when we're talking about like having these, you know, highly sensitive you know, feelings, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like you can feel that your, your, that chemical reaction like that, um, that, you know, that whatever's happening inside of your body, like you can, you can literally feel it. Uh, it's not my like, body. Anymore. Yeah. You can pinpoint it, right. Like you can isolate it. So again, somebody, uh, and, and some of these are very interesting and we talked about it and I think this is probably a good one to kind of end on this particular assessment, but you know, do I absorb other people's stress, emotions, or symptoms? And I think that's essentially the definition of. And you can even get, about. if you're a true empath, if someone has, like, I don't even like when people say they have a headache because I'll feel their headache. You know what I mean? Like right. we can feel people's pain. Um, it's even with husbands when your uh, wife's in labor, all of a sudden, you know, you feel a stomach ache or you don't feel well, or, you know, you're feeling her energies while she's, you know, her, what she's going through while she's giving birth. Like we can take on people's illnesses and take on their, um, you know, whatever they're feeling goes into us. So how do you block it? First, you got to be aware you're an empath. That's half of it. Once you really an empath, you start saying, okay, that's why I respond to this way. That's why I do that. So you understand it. Um, it's not that you're neurotic, you're feeling something. And then, you know, you sort of, I try to visualize just a white light around me, protecting me from any bad energies and sort of has a two-way door that, that bad energy goes out and good energy comes in. And I sort of visualize that a little bit, but mostly it's just having been aware that I'm an empath has been a, done a great deal to help me with this. Right. And I think that obviously, you know, having that, 
particular sensitivity, you know, being an empath really does have incredible benefits. Um, you know, oh, there's, sure. you know, not only does it, you know, sharpen your, intu- your intuition, but I, I do feel that it, you know, it, it fosters, you know, creativity. It provides you with the ability to be a much more compassionate individual. And, you know, those people that are not having those connectivity issues, you know, like the, like we had talked about, you know, jokingly with this, with the singles group, but you are able to provide or have that deeper connection with people. And I think that that comes with living in that, that higher sense of, or that high sensitivity. And I uh, think sometimes we have to discuss it. If you're feeling bad energy from someone, what we've been told is just don't talk about it in our bit. Sometimes we need to say, you know, what's going on here? Right. You know, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm sensing that you're not, that you're not happy or what's going on. Talk about it. My wife's very good at that. (laughs) Yes. I can feel that you are pretty pissed off. You know, she'll come right out and say it, you know, it seems like you're really angry. Did something happen? Um, So it's, it is good. It's good to identify it because sometimes, you know, we feel like we don't want to talk, but then we should be talking and communicating to obviously get those feelings out and and understand exactly where, where it's coming from. Um, Exactly. So talk about it. And, you know, if, if we've opened you to think that you're an empath, there's a lot of information on the internet about being an empath and, you know, read about it, see about it, and know that it's something that is probably very good to have. It's a survival. Probably if you're going in a room where somebody's, you know, really a murderer or not good, your your empath will probably tell you that's not a good person. Right. And you'll just protect yourself. So there has a lot of pluses about it. But, uh, you know, if you're deeply an empath and you need to do things that help you to protect your energy, mine is through a certain amount of solitude. That's really what I wash then everybody's energy away from me for that little bit and get back in my own peaceful space. Right. And like you said, if people are interested in, in, you know, kind of identifying whether or not they are an empath, there's, there's so much information online, you know, talking about this, this particular survey uh, or self-assessment that we had mentioned, you know, if you're looking at these 20 questions and you've answered yes to more than 15 of them, you know, you're, you're, it means you're a full blown empath. Now I'm sure that there's other, um, identifiable traits that are not listed here that, you know, can either fit in, you know, one category or another, but at least it gives you a little bit of a baseline, at least it gives you the the opportunity to to self-assess because I think that's probably one of the most important things that uh, anybody should do in any type of situation uh, in any way, shape or form uh, is self-assessment. We should always look to, to make ourselves better uh, and better each day. So, And, and it also that, just helps you not feel you're so neurotic because it can come across true. as looking like you're a neurotic. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not that you're neurotic, it's that you really are feeling things going on. Right. No, absolutely. And that you're more sensitive. No, it, it's it's good it's good information. And I and I really uh I do hope that those of us that are, you know, listening to to the podcast and and uh you know they're they've been with us for all ten episodes and they they continue to be with us for the next, you know, you know, indefinite amount and we we just keep going and I hope that they find value in it. I hope they're able to um, to work through whatever issues they may be working through who, uh, you know, whether it's the people that are around them that they may be taking on their emotions and, and hopefully this gives them the opportunity to self-assess, to, to look at exactly, you know, uh, who they are, what they are and, you know, how to respond to it um, in a, in a positive way. And like you said, surround yourself with, with light, surround yourself with love and try to, um, you know, try to put away the fear, try to escape the fear, uh, which you know, I think that's a big, big problem nowadays. 
Exactly. Well, thank you so much for this. And and remind our listeners, we should remind them that if there's any topic they would like to hear us discuss that's spiritual, if Gary and I are not aware of it, we'll try to get someone to help us who can can teach us about that as well. So no doubt. That'd be great. We'd love to have guests. We'd love to have the emails. I love getting them. I love the messages. Um, and uh, we look forward to our next episode. Cindy, as always, thank you so much for your time. Thank you and sleep uh, well. Uh, thank you very much. I'm going to try. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now. We want to hear from you, our listeners. If you have a topic or a question or would like to be a guest on Soul Matters Podcast with Cindy and Dr. Gary, please email us at soulmatterspodcast at gmail.com.